Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm... It's not too late to join the Arians Nation. Welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host and Nick Sirianni stan, Daniel Hardigan. Do I know who Nick Sirianni is? No. No, I do not. But they tell me he's going to fix Carson Wentz. Okay, with us as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, your team is two for two going for Super Bowls the years you host a podcast. Do you see a correlation and do you feel trapped? Obviously, I mean, I I think we will go to at least five straight because that's about the length I can handle doing this podcast. (laughs) Okay. uh, Also, we got Washington football team fan, Jamel Johnson. Jamel, Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford are just sitting there begging to be traded for. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, I'm actually not concerned with them at all. I am concerned mostly with quitting this podcast, starting a new podcast called Sorry We Love True Crimes. (laughs) That'll sell immediately. Yeah, for sure. I'm thinking long term. And lastly, joining the show today are the co-hosts of the now one-year-old sports podcast, The Greatest. We got Megan Gailey and CJ Toledano. Thank you for rejoining the show. Should we sing? No, let's get loud. Let's get loud. (laughs) (laughs) Megan has been obsessed with singing songs on podcasts, and I think it's elite, like legally. We can oh, get sued. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about. I don't think so. I don't. Think I don't know. Nah, just change the words a little bit. You just make it parody. Let's get proud, boys. Let's get, Let's get proud. proud. Yeah. And armchair media's problem. I, I'm not worried about that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, forgot so, yeah. about the Colts' offensive coordinator who didn't call any plays. Congrats. Yeah, and then I think we got um, <laughs> the receivers coach too. We like took. So everybody was like, hey, Wentz should go to the Colts. And we're like, we'll bring the Colts to Wentz. And, and, and we do not went, we do not want Wentz. So you you <sighs> take our coaches and your redheaded quarterback and just leave us alone. If she'd rather, she's just going to spin the wheel. Whatever quarterback ends wow. up coming in, as long as it's not Carson Wentz. That's got to hurt. Say, Matt Stafford, hey, bring your racist wife on down to Indy. She's going to love it. Deshaun <laughs> uh, Watson, absolutely. I'd love oh, to yeah. see kiss your bicep. Jimmy G, you'll be the hottest person in Indiana. Fucking get over here. Yeah. I think I meant that about Jamel too. CJ, oh, yeah. I think I last like year, did we talk about cool and has a cool jersey, plays for a great team, oh, um, well, has great commercials, which I guess right now, I guess it's Baker. Yeah. I don't know. He's the best actor. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, He has grown on America. He's grown on me anyway. I think he's good in those ads. We haven't yeah, seen me too. We haven't seen Lamar act though. Yeah, and if Lamar can act, then I want then then I want more. Uh, yeah. Like I want Oscars for him. 
Absolutely. Lamar, Lamar's going straight to Broadway. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe this is because it's the first like official COVID NFL season, but I feel like I was more in it. Even when I was working at the NFL, like I really enjoyed this season. I'm trying to make sure that that isn't going to like make me feel like I have a political stance, but I really enjoyed this season and the postseason. No, absolutely. I'm surprised that they pulled this thing off. They played all their games. They generally did it on time. I know we got some Wednesday games in there. <laughs> and I know they fudged a little bit of the protocols. Like, who knows? We have some how, 2 a.m. Uh, games. Really, really like a kid that graduated because he, like, did some sort of community surface yeah. at 1130 the night before <laughs> The Fresh Prince fourth he did a musical with the fourth graders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He needed that last he music credit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It uh it was crazy because you know, when we saw the the NBA over the summer just totally do it the right way and the NBA, and the NFL just being so stubborn about it and just like we're not changing a goddamn thing. We'll do you some rapid tests and call it a day. And you know, as the NFL gets away with it, uh, they always do. Well, it really was a bet on everyone's going to fuck up and be stupid. Like, they really bet on the American people and use, like, that insight. And the thing is, yeah, like, the NBA screwing up, again, makes me feel okay to be, like, good on the NFL. Like, and I, I enjoyed that entertainment because, yeah, games are getting canceled left and right in the NBA, so... Yeah, but it feels like the NBA is the America we want it to be. You know, we want this to be America. The NFL is what we really are. Yeah. <laughs> great point. Uh, that's a great way to get into uh, the show, Danny. Uh, each week we start by talking about something we hated about watching or covering this league. Um, Danny, you want to kick us off? What would you hate this week? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a great week. Very happy to once again be in the Super Bowl but I had to come up with something I hated and it was actually pretty easy. It's that this is going to be the loneliest Super Bowl of my life uh, because we're going to be to many more. I'm sure like this time last year, we were just talking about it off mic. The, the, we, we had a party at my place, Jamel Hardigan were there, bunch of other friends packed into my okay size living room. We bought 50 pieces of fried chicken, two dozen red and yellow frosted donuts even the napkins and the cutlery were Chiefs themed. Uh, I got wasted on tequila. I remember after the game, it was one of the greatest nights of my life. And this year we're back and we have an even better chance to win. And the plan now is to watch the thing with my wife and cat. <laughs> That's all I can do. I'm, ju- I'm trying to be a regular person. I'm trying to be conscientious, do this the right way, but it's hard. It sucks. We're going to get a reasonable amount of chicken we agreed to one donut a piece. We might get some beer, but what, honestly, what's the point of getting sloshed just to put on an old episode of Veep to fall asleep to right after the game? I mean, it's boring. This pandemic has already taken two birthday parties, an anniversary, an annual playoff Vegas trip, Hanukkah slash Christmas, and a Trump losing mega party. <laughs> and now it's going to take away the Chiefs running it back. I. I feel like I'm getting close to being one of those assholes who sits in front of the clinic all day waiting for the extra vaccines they were going to throw out. Like, I'm I'm pumped the Chiefs are back. I'm going to have fun watching Brady lose like his buddy Trump did. But it's just not as much fun as I could have had. So it's a little sad. That's what I that's that's what I hate. It's great to be in the Super Bowl. I hate the loneliness. 
No, I mean, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're you're absolutely right. I mean, football is such like a, a gathering type sport, especially with the Super Bowl. And this was such a lonely season. We all just watched at home. And, you know, there was some comfort in that. And it, it was easy. And sometimes you don't want to go to the bar at 10 in the morning to yell at Carson Wentz. But, you know, you missed it a little bit. But, yeah, oh, that's, this, that's the best part of living in L.A. is the 10 a.m. Yeah. football. Um, I do have to say I got very drunk in the Colts um, overtime win over the Packers. Just CJ and me at our house. We did fireball shots at our house. And then then we karaoke with uh, microphones that weren't plugged in. So yeah, we we took podcast mics that were just laying nearby (laughs) and we were poorly singing. I don't even think there were like audio tracks, but I can't. Did the who were the Lakers playing that afternoon? Which wasn't even a factor. We were already getting trashed. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with like those mid afternoon, like trying to find any sort of happiness. So that was ours. But you guys, you're keeping it fresh. You're, I was gonna say nobody can see this. Obviously, it's a podcast, but you guys are actually. I would not insulting way, but overdressed for the occasion. You look too good <laughs> for a year into this quarantine. Wow, 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 wow. I, yeah, no, I just put on this sweater for this podcast. I, I definitely was wearing, <laughs> like, I was wearing a hoodie that now I got I'm like, free. Now I'm like really feeling myself. I'm in the well, camera like, hey, all right. I mean, I just feel like our standard has been so low over the, the last season of football and podcasting that you guys are raising the bar. So thank you for that. Thank you for the respect. Thank I you. Thank you. Kind of resent that. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, That's I, what I mean. You guys I have come here. Jesus Christ, man. I come in here just... with different hats. Uh, fucking Dan's wearing all of his Eagles gear every oh. week. It's got to be in tatters by now. It's The whole back has to be out. Who cares? I don't care. Nobody's seeing me wear it except for you guys. So whatever. Can I ask Danny something about, because Jamel and I actually, we watched the Lakers win. And again, like, I think just COVID, we were reminded of COVID when they won. And we like fireworks are going off. And there was a celebration downtown that looked incredibly unsafe. Oh, you know, man. Yo, they were fighting people. cops down there, man. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Filipinos doing <laughs> tricks in their cars. I mean, that's really all you need to celebrate the Lakers. And to be Filipino in a Lakers and a watches, I was like, I really considered it. Now, I want to ask Danny, like, if there was a KC celebration, how tempted would you be to join that? In some There's sort of going to be a case. There, yeah. There's also yeah. going to be a Tampa cell. I mean, like we have not picked the cities that are going to be COVID compliant if their team wins. That's exactly right. Megan's totally, they will be a giant celebration in the middle of the power and light district in KC. I don't want anything to do with it. I will maybe watch clips of it. I wish that LA was as jacked up about the chiefs winning and maybe we could do some, maybe something here. 10 or fewer people, but uh, Kansas City is going to get disgusting. It's a, it's Eddie a super Griffin, further event on its way. I'm pretty sure Eddie Griffin is hosting the LA Chiefs party. Undisclosed location, though. We got, <laughs> we got celebrities, by the way. We got Paul Rudd. We got uh, Cam from Modern Family. Come on. That's David Koechner. Sudeikis. The, the barbecue sauce guys. <laughs> <laughs> And you have the goodwill uh, of uh, America. Everybody's rooting for you. You somehow haven't flipped and become bad yet because you guys are the new dynasty. And yet you still have everybody rooting for your team because of who you're playing. So you're lucky because next year the Chiefs fatigue is going to be real and everybody's going to be sick of this shit. 
No way. Everybody loves the Chiefs always. Okay, uh, CJ, what'd you hate about watching football this week? Um, this week, actually, oh, you know what? I'm I haven't like done research into it, but I always laughed whenever they would uh, promote the Pro Bowl celebration. <laughs> the Pro Bowl is already pretty embarrassing (laughs) so now they're just gonna recognize the talent who they begged to go to the pro bowl over the last few years and so i'm very curious what that looks like i'm sure there'll be some fun highlight packages but to we've boiled the pro bowl down to saying a bunch of names uh and i'm excited to see what that's going to be but it's yeah it's just not going to be great as it should be as that's what the pro bowl should be just hear the names of the people who were good this year don't yeah, bother when, these guys in the off season. When they had the People's Choice Awards on Zoom, I was like, "Let's do this forever. <laughs> you know, like, we don't need to gather anybody anymore. This can truly just be an internet feed from here on out." And Some, I think the Pro Bowl is the same. Some things got improved by COVID. Honestly, we we Gross. the three of us are working from home indefinitely. We are not coming back to an office. They have sold the office space. Hollywood Did Center. Yeah. Well, our at least our space. In it. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. my gosh, that's sad. I love. Honestly, I really did like going to the Americana. Like, if we were ever had to go there, like walk around the Americana and then go. Is there. it Hollywood Production Center? Yeah. Yep. HPC two. Oh. Uh, R.I.P. to Acai Grill. While we're here. Wow. Yeah. With the security yeah, you just... only suspicious for about ten seconds, and you're like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you just randomly see people who are working on other shows just yeah. walking in around Glendale, and you're like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, you know, I'm here for two weeks. And you're like, okay, great. <laughs> who needs Glendale um, anymore? Do the whole city on Zoom. Just por- portos can stay. The rest of it just socially distant forever. You think Armenians are following COVID protocol? Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, come on, dog. <laughs> Some big weddings planned up there our ymca did close do you know if they're back open jamal they gotta be come on armand wasn't (laughs) taking this shit lying down damn oh sorry okay wait i have to say it i have to say this it's very important make the pro bowlers play quiplash instead of the game yes 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 Yes. that would be so much more fun than playing football again Yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Quiplash with like a CTE handicap. I love that. Um, <laughs> they have to give them longer times. So They're like, usually it's 90 seconds. You guys get 10 minutes. Just work it out. Yeah, um, they're like writing on the computer. Sorry. The I just team that I, no, get your bit in. Everybody good. Um, yeah, the I hated, and I like Jim Nance. I, he's, he, he's like a handsome father figure, you know? Um, but when the matchup was set and known that it was going to be Bucks. Chiefs, he goes, ooh, this is a delicious matchup. <laughs> and it really grossed me out a lot. <laughs> I don't want to hear Jim Nance say delicious. I don't want a football game to be called. This. I don't even like when babies are called delicious. Like, I just hate that word being used for anything but 50 pieces of fried chicken. There you go. Does it, it's it's because it kind of conjures to mind Jim Nance's potential sexuality, whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, and it and like Brady, like it did. It immediately flashed to me with Brady and his son. You know, like every I was just like everything is wrong. I don't like this. This is just say it's exciting. It's any any other word. You guys didn't know Jim Nance got horny off of football. 
<laughs> I mean, I did. I actually did, but I didn't have to hear it. Nobody wanted to believe it. We didn't want to think about it, but come on, man. He's been at the job too long. Jamal, what'd you hate about football? Uh, you know what I hated about football this week? That they let the owner of the team or whoever touch the trophy first. Ew. Let me get this straight. This is the biggest game of the year. This is bigger than the Super Bowl because you don't go to the Super Bowl if you don't win this shit. You've been fighting all year and you have to play some team who you've been tracking all season and you've probably played them before too and you've laid your whole life on the line and uh, you did it. And here to accept the trophy first, Mr. CEO Fuckface, who I've never <laughs> seen in my entire life, who uh, partially owns GE light bulbs. Uh-huh. How do you feel about the win, good sir? Yo, I don't give a shit about none of Let Tom Brady took the fucking trophy! <laughs> oh, it's worse than that, because Clark Hunt is the son of an oil baron, so he's actually destroying the planet as we speak. It's pretty sad. I mean, like, when J... Like, we want... If anyone... We want JR to touch every championship trophy. JR Smith. Like, even regardless of sport, I think it's the player who did it and JR Smith gets to touch the trophy first. And then the owners, like, later off camera. Like, owners shouldn't touch it on broadcast. Like, no, it's no, no, just, no, 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 no. Yeah, you get the trophy at your house if you want to. Yeah. Let the players touch the stupid trophy. Also, why is the trophy just like. Uh, some fucking Hot Wheels tracks? Wouldn't it? I, I don't think I've ever noticed the conference championship trophy, but uh, they just turned it into slap bracelets? <laughs> the, what's the NFC one called? Are they both the Lamar Hunt trophy? DeMarcus Hunt. It's is Lamar Kareem, and DeMarcus Kareem Hunt yeah. trophy? Is yeah. what the AFC guys get. Okay. Uh, okay, quickly. Uh, Danny, <clears throat> after you guys, after the Chiefs won again, I was listening to Alanis Morissette. Uh, as you do on a Sunday afternoon. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. Like last year, it was all good. Like I was pulling for you. I was happy Andy Reid got the Super Bowl ring. And I'm obviously going to root for your team again this year because I'd rather, you know, like drink battery acid than watch Tom Brady win again. But this time, it feels a little different. I'm getting a little bit possessive of Andy Reid. Like that was my man. Like I know all the curves on his body. He was my first... It feels like I'm watching my ex like go out and realize all their dreams, everything we talked about, all of our like the shit that we shared together. And it's just like and then I see my ex walking with Danny Solomon just into bl- sheer bliss. You know, when when it was me and Andy, like we were just so young, you know, like we just didn't know what we were doing yet. And now I have to watch the Chiefs dominate in perpetuity. And it's just so weird. It could have been us. I'm jealous, dude. Like I'm like a spurn lover. It just feels icky. Ooh, we're gonna be dis- we're gonna be you- disgusting about it. We're gonna post pictures of ourselves on the beach on Instagram. I know. We're man. gonna we're gonna we're gonna be cuddling with like a poem. Like oh no, nah. write out That's a poem a- in cursive over the photo. I'm done with that. Let's talk about <clears throat> Super Bowl narratives. Uh, you know, there's two weeks between games, so you're going to hear every version of why this game's important and why their career arcs led them here and this, that, and the other thing. So this week, we're going to each make up a stupid Super Bowl narrative that either is more interesting than any of the other ones people are talking about or much dumber. 
uh, Danny. All right. Uh, I'll just I'm gonna put on my Twitter progressive hat here. I'm gonna I'm gonna create a narrative that this is low key the problematic bowl. We all know about the Chiefs. Obviously, the indigenous imagery being co-opted by fat Josh Holly fans. Uh, you know, you got Arrowhead, the tomahawk chop. I get it. I mean, that stuff is, it's not right. Personally, I think there are a lot worse slurs out there than Chief. But, you know, the Redskins name and the racist smiling Indian tainted the well for everyone. So it's bad. It's not good. We should probably change it. However, no one is talking about the other side, the Buccaneers. Are we just going to whitewash over the terrible history of pirates pillaging <laughs> poor and innocent people, the sexual assaults, murders? I read about I started doing some research for this. Sir Henry Morgan, a Welsh buccaneer, sacked every city on the Venezuelan coast and burned Panama City to the ground in the 17th century. Damn. Sir Francis Drake sold slaves in the West Indies. French pirate Francoise Leolonais ate a captive's heart to motivate his men. And that's not even mentioning the, all the weird stuff that Johnny Depp did to Amber Heard. <laughs> so, that was all fake, right? Not all of it. I think he did shit in her bed. Okay. Or their bed. I mean, the, I think the two of them were playing mind games with each other. The point is, both of these teams have problems, and I think we should be talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as, I mean, yeah. So I was looking at the, a lot of the racial narratives in it and the fact that the chiefs have a lot of black assistant coaches. No, it's the, is Bucks. it the other way around? It's the Bucks. Where is, where is, uh, left witch at? He's with the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, the, all that, okay. the Bucks coordinators are black. We got me B enemy though. B enemy, our offensive coordinator can't get a head coaching job proving yeah. the NFL racist yet again, but he's he great. Get, I mean, part of what, does hurt his candidacy is that his team is always still playing when most teams are hiring. Like I think people want to hire him, especially this year, but they're going to have to still wait another two weeks and ownership is racist and impatient. And it's weird because I guess the, the, the like inside story that they try to sell at least the last season and this season is that Eric Bieniemy doesn't interview well, which is, I mean, that's ridiculous. He's not even interviewing. There's also like no one within the NFL that I that I think would like knock me off my feet interview wise. What do you need to interview with these guys? He's literally winning in the suit. He's going to the Super Bowl again. (laughs) What's the interview? Y'all don't under y'all never got the overqualified tag on an application. Oh my god! You're telling me, Matt Patricia. Okay, right. (laughs) Say, Say Matt Patricia is like a genius or like can speak eloquently his face and appearance uh uh-uh. he's not i'm not hiring him to be in the custodial department if he looks like that like get out of here <laughs> oh did you see dan campbell's interview too the new the who's replacing matt patricia the lions head coach now oh, yeah. nutcase yeah what, gold just i mean if you really want to know how stupid the nfl owners are when they hire coaches watch this guy's press conference it is i st- I like i could i like wanted to it seemed like everybody was having a good time but he like he looked like one of those like school administrators at my high school who would like <laughs> who would like get you suspended from the game. Cause he found like what appeared to be a weed seed in your car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. And I just couldn't, I was like, Oh, the flashbacks were yeah. too vivid. 
he has real tuck your shirt in. Yeah. Um, or he'd invite all the kids energy. to come watch him rip an apple with his hands. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, you're just trying to intimidate us. But I mean, that is the quintessential, quintessential NFL coach. Such a weird, he, he, I mean, they just want to hire guys who could have been on the power team. It's, yeah. it's such a weird thing like that. The players have grown up in a world where those guys are now proven to be clowns. So, mm-hmm. like, they're not going to buy what this guy is selling. No. They're going to buy what Nick Sirianni is selling. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, Nicky. <laughs> yeah, what's the vibe? What, I know he didn't call plays, but was he well-liked? Did What, I, what were the Colts fans thought? I gotta, I, I don't know one thing about this man. Like, oh truly, when they hired Neither. him, I was like, never heard of him, never seen him. And I try and be up in Mo Ali Cox's Instagram, you know, like I'm, I will watch Colts players wedding videos and I did not know this man. Uh, who had the best wedding? I, I want to know that. Who had the best wedding of the Colts? Um, I honestly, yeah, you've been to one, right? You've been oh, there. I did go to a Colts players wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, Marlon Jackson, he had the best wedding. <laughs> Down it. <laughs> he was a champion, right? Was he on yeah, the championship he on the Super Bowl team? He okay. caught the interception right. um, off of Brady to send the Colts to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a good one. And he's my friend's husband. <laughs> That's awesome. And we regret uh, inviting them to our wedding. Yeah, that day that I got drunk at the Colts game, I DM'd her. I was like, Nikki, I think about it all the time. I should have invited you and Marlon. She was like, "It's con- weddings are so hard. <laughs> Megan, you got a narrative? Yeah, okay. So the weekend is performing at halftime. Mm. We don't know any cameos. Nothing's been like leaked yet, as far as I know. So I think... The greatest cameo of all will happen, and Joe Biden will appear at the end of their halftime performance and sign an executive order that everybody's getting two thousand dollars. Oh yeah! He'll drop a pen and then he'll lower back down. The greatest season of football. Yeah. Hey, we need an optimistic take on this show. Thank you. We needed this. We need Joe. But Joe Biden, if you're listening, and I think you are, you know what to do. Joey, he shows up with a haircut like one of those Dominican kids from the meme. You remember when they used to put the AirPods on Trump? He shows up with the AirPod fade, two cuts in the side, $2,000 for the entire country. Just stay stay behind your Secret Service guys, Joe. I, it's Tampa. You never know what will happen. You got a good point. I bet Joe's yeah. Listen, here, everybody loves me. You guys take the weekend off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he gets big, lo- big love at the Rainforest Cafe down there. Mm-hmm. Look, as long as Daddy Yankee is also with him, I'm happy. Because last year we talked about, I mean, we did the Shakira versus J-Lo thing. That was what the five of us talked about. And, it was uh, incredible. I mean, and it was the best Super Bowl show ever, at least top so one or two or three. Uh, I watch it cross, all the time all the and weak. weak. It is very good. But, I mean, when she brings out the flag, that is Puerto Rican and, uh, and United States. I, cr- I love it. Yeah. We are one. We are one. <laughs> uh, CJ, you got a narrative? Um, I think... I'm going to be interested in AB if Antonio Brown gets one, like with like, cause this again, like we, especially now in, in 2020, 2021, like we just were slowly 
getting evil to finally lose for and especially with Trump's presidency and Brady winning that one and the craziest comeback ever we're like oh we're just in store for this for a while and that has that truly was the case and so Brady and Antonio Brown winning one on the Bucks just seems like no we're it just doesn't work that way we don't get a streak of these things like Brady is is a bigger power than that shit getting a b1 get it's just it's insane to me and i'm i'm curious what that's gonna feel like and look like like i can see antonio antonio brown having a huge game is he playing I don't yeah know. he's playing yeah he's okay. confirmed gonna play. yeah yeah it's wild um, it's wild that he's allowed to be playing I, it honestly feels like he was like i'm retiring and then the nfl was like oh okay he's gone and then he was like i'm back and they were like uh give him eight games i don't yeah. know what we do with this guy no, because I like I want Josh I want Josh Gordon to get one before him in terms of like guys who Ricky have like Williams. messed up in the eyes of NFL, you know, like these guys, but like Antonio Brown, pretty quick comeback. Yeah, and we've talked about him uh recently, just that he lived at the Tom Brady Manor or whatever the fuck kind of place mansion Tom Brady lives at. We need A B to have a change of heart and kind of tell us what the inner workings of the Brady household actually look like. AB's seen it. I know he's uh, compromised and he'll probably never flip, but uh, he knows a lot. Uh, you know, he's tough to trust it. Okay, Jamel, uh, you know, we didn't say this <clears throat> even to Danny yet, but you and I actually, ha we have a super narrative together because we actually went to a Proud Boys meeting recently yeah, undercover as the white chicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. White chicks was on bounce, and so then we had one of our coworkers make us up, and we went on down there, and uh, we found out a few things. We did a few things they have planned. These are not pretend narratives. This is real stuff. All of the guys were there. Nick Posa, both of the Bosas was in that bitch. <laughs> Rivers was there. All right, Megan. Mm. Philip Rivers was there giving a speech. Uh, yeah, then, no, he, yeah. So what we learned uh, while undercover was that so they're going to let 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers uh, attend this game. And unfortunately, uh, they're also insurrectionists and half of them are plotting to kidnap Travis Kelsey. Oh yeah, no! <laughs> they got dudes. They're going to have people undercover as vaccinated health workers. No. Why do they want Kelsey? Because he's just a white boy that loves black yeah, people too much? To, yes. CJ no. knows they're going to blame this on Antifa. So you got to kidnap Travis Kelsey, put him in a dolphin's tank like Ace Ventura. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe there's like a warehouse with all the Gronk Beach stuff that nobody's using right now. Uh -huh. He's going to be stored in there. And then the Chiefs are going to play the game under protest. They're, should we play? Shouldn't we play? Roger Goodell comes out gives a huge speech about why the game must be played, even though one of the star players has been kidnapped hours before kickoff. Wow. That sounds right to me. See, I, I think there's, there's a little flaw in the Proud Boys logic here. I don't think that you are able to keep Travis Kelsey guarded for yeah. an entire Super Bowl because he's unguardable. <laughs> right. So how are you going to keep him in one place? He can't stop this guy. Well, it's only half of them because the other uh, half of the vaccinated healthcare workers are going to have uh, bad reactions to the vaccine and they're actually going to sprout wings and become griffins 
and fly around the stadium as the game's happening, swooping down and attacking Chiefs players. So, or they'll distract them with Lil Wayne. <laughs> like, hey, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne wants to meet you, and then really, yeah. So the Proud Boys want the Bucks to win. Oh yeah, okay. that's what we oh, get. Yeah, wow. I mean, we all know that for a big yeah. Bucks victory. Didn't they see Chiefs fans boo the moment of unity? Like, I feel I, it just seems like it's, it's kind of Proud of Boys versus Eagles. Proud Boys yeah. here. I mean, you're right, but the but the Bucks are coached by the proudest boy, Bruce Arians. Arians, <laughs> right? Huh? Yeah. We like Bruce. All right, though. but he does wear Kangol hats, and that feels more Kelsey side. They're taking Kangol's back for them. <laughs> <laughs> who is? Who are the two people we said are allowed to wear Kangol's? We said Bruce Arian and who else? Kel. LL Cool J. Yeah, LL Cool J on in the house. Yeah, another football legend. Oh yeah, George Wallace. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I did. Not Bill there. Bellamy. Uh, I, I don't know if any of you guys are following Bill Bellamy on Instagram, but he posted a very long IGTV post about the time Jamie Foxx and LL Cool J got into a fight on the set of uh, Any Given Sunday. Wow. I need to watch wow. that. And I've, I've heard Jamie Foxx tell the story from his perspective in his stand up a thousand times, but the Bill Bellamy version. Worth it. Worth a listen. All right. I forgot that 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 Miami Sharks team was fucking stacked. Had Jim Brown was the coach. Someone's eye fell out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Dallas Knights or whatever. That guy's eye yeah. came out. Everybody just they just scooped it up, put it in a bag, played the second half. Cameron Diaz was there. Yeah. I think she owned the team. Yeah, she did. And her, her mom. Um, oh gosh, who's her? Anne Margaret. I love Anne Margaret. <laughs> uh, CJ, Megan, thank you guys so much for doing the show. Uh, everybody, go check out their podcast, The Greatest. You guys just did a, a the Greatest Super Bowl matchup, so now is the time to go listen to that episode and subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Well, thanks for having us, guys. We miss you all in person, and I'm sad we'll never get to go back to the Hollywood Center. Oh, oh, man, no. I might go back. I might go back and get my phone screen fixed. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. There's there's ten other weird businesses right there. Yeah, yeah. I could go yeah. to the dentist. And I could get like some legal work done. Travel agency still exists there and only there. <laughs> yeah, I could travel to Azerbaijan. I could book tickets to for a flight to Azerbaijan. Uh, I could get some some jewelry display cases. Uh, jewelry stuff. There. I might drive by there and see if there's any like um, Catherine Hahn posters in the dumpster sticking out. Oh, what happened to your soloist poster, Hardigan? I mean, we just we spent all this time doctoring a, a photo of Hardigan to put into over Robert Downey Jr.'s face in the soloist poster. I think and it's still hanging. And also, there was a gallery wall that we put the uh, the end of the Shining picture that actually had Jamel over Jack Nicholson from like some summer league video, which is actually hanging in and they never took it down or noticed. They don't notice. That one's probably still there too. Yeah. You know, it's not stupid heading over to bet online. Yeah. You might believe it or not. Uh, football is in full effect. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. 
BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching propositions, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Ooh, that was like the beginning of Bitch Please, but it was an S instead of a sniff. Yeah. Are they sniffing in the beginning of that song? I don't think so. I can't even do it. I don't have the breath, the, the lung capacity to even do the sniffs. Uh, okay, well, let's, I don't know. What did you think? Two good games, uh, one ga- good game and one turd, uh, or two turds, and you just kind of were bored on uh, this last Sunday? One compiled half turd for me. Compiled half turd, Danny. I'm, I know you. You are predisposed to enjoying whatever the Chiefs do. So, yeah. I mean, I think objectively, there was one turd this weekend, and I it probably was the Chiefs. But to me, the Tampa game was boring, and the Chiefs was exciting as fuck. It was so good. Every moment of it, I savored. It was delicious. Just all the all the hype, all the bullshit melting away. And you just see the pure product, which is uh, the best team in the NFL. And then there were two scrubs throwing interceptions at each other and getting sacked. You know, I mean, oh my God. managing somehow to top 25 points each. I don't know how I can't remember. Right. That the, the Tampa game was sad. I am trying to throw a game away to each other over uh, and over. I'm more sympathetic to Rodgers' efforts in that game. Uh, he was not able to, you know, make the big plays in the red zone that ultimately decided it. And he, he got sacked five times and he held on the ball too long. He looked flustered the whole game. Did you guys watch any of the post game with uh, LaFleur and Rodgers? They, 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 I think this Packers team was stunned that they lost. Like, they just couldn't understand that they were in that position. I don't think that they even... Of course, every team expects to win, but this was like a different level. They were shell-shocked. They couldn't talk. Like, they were so convinced they were going to the Super Bowl. And so was were all of us. We all picked them. And I, I don't know what – it was just kind of – I still don't know exactly what happened. Obviously, you know, that Aaron Jones fumble what to start the second half. Don't know what and the Scotty Miller touchdown to – is the no. beginning and end of the halves. It's the Tampa's defensive line. Fool, what? You watch the game. They couldn't stop Jason Pierre-Paul, who is still in the league. We just forgot about this man. <laughs> With three like, fingers. He's got three yeah. fingers out there kicking people's asses. It's just crazy. because Tom he Brady. blew his hand off, people forgot. And that guy harassed Tom Brady a couple Super Bowls ago in that second Giants-Pats game. And then Brady does what he does. He's like, hey, come play for me. He just recruits dudes throughout his career and just puts them so he doesn't have to face them anymore. It's crazy. Yeah, just like Lex Luthor. I mean, that's his exact MO. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, one in four in championship games now. You know who else is one in four in NFC championship games? Donovan McNabb, who everybody thinks of as this huge loser and sucks. But hey, same record. So what are we doing here? Does Aaron Rodgers suck and can't win the big one? Or are we being unfair to Donovan McNabb? We have to pick one. I mean, the answer is yes to Aaron Rodgers 
not being able to win the big one. Honestly, I mean, what what year was it? Twenty? It, it was oh nine. Twenty ten. Twenty. It was a long fucking time. I mean, it might as well be fifty years ago. I can't tell time anymore. But it seemed like like decades ago that this motherfucker was actually in the Super Bowl, and we were being told that he would go to a hundred more. And then every year since then, some bullshit excuse, some, you know, onside kick gone awry, some crap, keeping that face pouty as it will always be now, because he had this comeback year. He had the fuck you, you drafted another quarterback. I'm going to show everybody season that happened this season. He's going to be the MVP. And that was his best shot. He took it. And when he was gifted the ball three separate times by a god-awful Tom Brady, who nobody's going to talk about how shitty he was in this game. He was good in the first half. He was whatever in the first half. He got a long bomb to Scotty Miller on a lucky break touchdown that should never have happened. I mean, who the fuck? They got Greg Williams suddenly working for them? That was unconscionable what happened. So Tom Brady keeps giving Aaron Rodgers a chance to complete the narrative of his comeback season and he doesn't do it. The guy's got nothing. How can he motivate himself from now on? I totally agree with you. I think that is as emotionally draining of a season as it gets. I don't think he can bring lift the team up that way again. You know, that's the, the these guys hold jobs, which look, I, I will say on the flip side and you know, I hate Tom Brady as much as, as all of us on this show, but making the Super Bowl in your first season as a Buccaneer is incredible. Like any way you slice it, they hadn't won a playoff game in 18 years. And I think the belief of having like a Tom Brady, like a goat on your team, just it's an intangible that he doesn't maybe get enough credit for. Like everyone on the team, the players, the coaches, the whole staff, like that, his presence raises their standards. They all expect to win. Like I said, every team expects to win, but these guys are looking over. If you're Devin white, and you're like, I have Tom Brady. I just am going to get a pass to the Super Bowl because that's what he does. He just goes. And they I have Tom it. Brady. I have Tom Brady throwing picks like ducks up in the air to nobody because I'm getting slightly punts. rushed. <laughs> there are three punts. And honestly, the one that he completed in the first half to Godwin, just as bad of a throw. It just happened to be completed. I mean, Mike Evans was out there dropping stuff for a second, man. I just I just think we um we didn't really we underestimated how good Tampa's defense is. I think they are uh being galvanized by having Tom Brady or anything. The way defenders think about Tom Brady is different from the rest of the football world. It's like he is like it's like you're facing like a boss in a video game and now he's on your team. They got young guys who know how to hold now. You know, I just think we underrated Tampa's defense is all. I'm saying. My, okay, so my thing is, if we're underrating Tampa's defense, which I agree with, how did uh, Heineke, the, the Washington football team, put up three less points than the Packers did? And the Packers are God's gift to football. And because, then you have Heineke you know, going out. Because like, they were trying to, because they couldn't get in sync with Devontae Parker. Uh, that's no, that's exactly what happened. Excuse, Devontae, excuse. Adams, Devontae Adams. No, it's not an excuse. They lost the game. They lost the game because they were trying to give Devontae Adams the ball too much. Here's why it was here is why that was so the two scores of the two separate games were so close because Taylor Heineke knows how to run a fucking touchdown in 
when he needs to. He can man up and get over the goal line. No matter how racist he might be, he was still able to summon the power, the depths of his racism and hatred for other people who don't look like him to plummet his body over the line when the time came. And Aaron Rodgers shied away from that moment like all libtards eventually do. Yeah, I don't understand what was going on there, dude. You, This is you. This is your moment. I mean, Elway was old as fuck, and he got helicoptered out there. This is what you do when you're 30-something and you're riding out. His logic is, in his mind, he had fourth down, and he had another shot at it. He didn't realize the field goal team was going to come onto the field, which is a bullshit excuse because at what point do we just let these guys stand up and say – I don't care what the coach says. Like we're running another play. And I know you can't like show up your, your coach, but aren't these guys running the team at the, at this point, like Rogers gets to call whatever play he wants. Like, I don't see why in that moment he doesn't have the opportunity to say, we're going for this. I'm confident we're going to score. There should be no field goal units on the field for the entirety of the Super Bowl. That is the biggest lesson that we learn. Never kick ever yeah. against anyone in the playoffs. Kickers should be outlawed They should, or brought in maybe for extra points. But even that, who cares? Go for two. Let's make it a more fun league. No kickers till overtime. That's my rule. I do think oh, that, that... that there is a bad precedent being set by Tom Brady piloting this team to a Super Bowl in his first season because now we've got a situation where all the other good quarterbacks are starting to take a look at their situation and say to themselves, I want a whole better team around me. How do I make that we're happen? Seeing it, we're seeing that now. It's Matthew Stafford, uh, Deshaun Watson. Aaron um, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a candidate to, to move teams. And, you know, Jamel, I, I know you're you're sympathetic to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers movement. You always have been. That's part of your. That's like your tight. Your other side Titans piece is you got, got the, the pack sitting Titans. right there. Yeah, and it's you know I could tell that you're a little upset that, they, that this is kind of the last hurrah for this team. They're they're not going to make it this far next year. It's over, man. I mean, look, man. It's it's been a weird ride, but after ten years, I'm I'm. Yeah, I'm still hurt and confused. You give this guy, this guy is a Hall of Famer and everyone knew it. And the front office decision was, well, let's give him nothing. Let's see how, let's see how good he can be without ever really like, like there's always, every Packers offense has one shining piece. And then the rest of it is like, I'm not sure. They never had two guys. That's craziness. They had two guys in their backfield. They had they had Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and they drafted A.J. Dillon, who was playing pretty well. I know. I think what we all think with Aaron Rodgers is you've got, yeah. you've got Devontae Adams. Great. But you can't go to Devontae Adams in a game in the playoffs because the other team is going to try to take him away. They know who you're trying to go to. MVS was perfectly capable of catching long bombs in that game. He was doing fine. Maybe he's he's, good that game. and Lazard was good. He doesn't have nothing. The only thing he doesn't have is heart. <laughs> oh. Yeah, watching him not run that that touchdown in, I just was, I was personally it's a, hurt. 
It's I a weird one too. It. It's such a strange one. Like I, uh, so my dad has a fantasy league through his work that I've like managed forever. And in the, a couple of years ago, I always draft Rogers like pretty high. And he's always pissed at me for doing that. And I was like, he's a fantasy God. This guy is like one of the best I've ever seen. And he always just had this mis or this distrust and, he panned out correctly. I, I, it's so frustrating when somebody sees something that you don't. Because Danny said it earlier. The narrative was always like, this guy's going to be in a, competing for every single Super Bowl. This is the the next step in in quarterback play. And it just well, never panned out. Technically, he he did. He just did it. He pulled a reverse Bills. Won the first one and then lost the rest. It's just not... You're only... Like, Elway didn't win for, what, 12 years? But he it made happens. it. He made it. He was there. Aaron Rodgers now has fewer Super Bowls than Patrick Mahomes. That is go, crazy. And, they, and, the, and then here go this shit. I'm sick of this shit. I don't care about quarterbacks. Damn. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of hearing. I don't want to hear this crap. Hey, guys. Speaking of bringing the country together, nothing will bring the country together better than betting online. And guess what? The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, and the NBA is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR, all caps, to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook exports. Then we go to Bill's Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs do what they always do in these recent playoff runs is they just muff a punt and give the other team a free touchdown. It's almost like they have to wake themselves up, but it was pretty clear right afterwards that the Bills had uh, some, we're just happy to be here energy, which is what I worried about with the Bills, which is why I was big on the Chiefs in that game. The Bills had already surpassed all their expectations. They were so happy their fans are waiting at the airport to 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 cheer them on, even though they've won a divisional playoff game. They were big, happy to be here energy. And the Chiefs uh, are just cold-hearted, insane machine now. Like, Danny, you're the bad guy. That's you now. <laughs> you got in, you're not America's sweetheart anymore. Andy Reid can never be a bad guy with that fucking, with his feeding bag on. I'm saying America's going to turn on the season. Like, I know we, we're not going to yet because it's Tom Brady on the other side. But next season, there's going to be Chiefs fatigue. Like, Jesus, these guys are fucking 11-1 and one again. And I can live with that. I, 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 I really hated Tom Brady for a long time. Still hate him. And I will hate him during the Super Bowl and will be really excited to watch him lose. But when we become the Tom Brady, it's going to be a different feeling. But you're right. It hasn't hit me yet because it's not this season. If we had gone up against Aaron Rodgers, maybe there'd be a little more sympathy. There was a shitload of it for the Bills. And look what happened to that. So we kind of have two killers on either side of this game. And so who's more, who's, who's the likable one? Who's the Dexter? It's still Patrick Mahomes. So this season, I'm going to savor us still being the good guys. And then, yeah, that, that eventually will happen. But 
you know what? We're we're that's the price of being a damn good team that has it all. So what happens in your mind when you go down nine zero? Okay, so Tyreek drops like a, a third down, or I don't know if it was second or third down, but he drops a wide open pass. Third down. You punt, and then they they muff the punt, and it's nine zero all of a sudden. Any semblance of how you were last year, where you're like, here we go again, like, or you just like, we got this shit. I felt nothing. I felt no fear. I felt no fear before the game. I was calm. I had there was like a little amping up of feeling right before the game as the uh, first game was ending and then it just dissipated and I was like we're going to win this. I just uh, an unsettling calm that I had never felt washed over me and I don't think I'll ever watch football scared again. That I truly believe it because these guys are just so fucking difficult to do anything about. And I'm not just talking about the offense, by the way, you want to talk about side side pieces, (laughs) the Kansas city chiefs defense. I fell in love with several men on that team, on that side of the ball. It during this game, Legereus Sneed come, come by, come by. We'll hang out. I'll grill for you. I don't care about the pandemic. Come hang out with me. Uh, you know, Juan Thornhill played an insane game. Nobody even knows who the fuck I'm talking about. He's one of our best safeties when he's healthy. He was just getting over an ACL injury from last season. An unbelievable defense against a really good offense who was the second best team, I think. The the Bills were the second best team in championship weekend. So when I watched that first game, I was like, we're going to win this Bills game. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. It's a free Super Bowl as long as we get past this one. And nine nothing, twenty nothing. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm kind of already over it. Uh, and it's it's because my team is terrible. It's got nothing to do with. It's no one's fault but my own. I choose to support trash football year after year. Don't do this, Jamal. No, don't, don't make this. Don't make this moment about um, your Yeah, sadness. I'm spiraling. <laughs> Nope. Well, well Dan, you did bring late. up Donovan McNabb completely. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't forget that either. That was just a statistic that makes sense in my mind. You have the okay. Anyhow, uh, so Danny, two quick questions: Do you feel bad for Bob Sutton, like at all? Like he's just not a part of these things. <laughs> oh, burn in hell! You've got like at some point, and I feel this way too about the politics right now, like. At some point, you just need to be like, look, fuck unity, fuck being nice. People need to get punished for holding this country back and for holding the Chiefs' defense back for so long. I think we could have gotten a little further even with Alex Smith if we didn't have Bob Sutton back there. Yeah, that was rough. So then you have Steve Spagnola, who's just, you know, crushing it right now. And, you know, when the the first Patriots-Giants Super Bowl, when the Patriots are 18-0, and the whole reason the Giants won that game, Steve Spagnuolo's defense. So he has Brady's number in a, in a bit of a way, or at least he's familiar with what to expect and how to – he's already won a few Super Bowls in multiple uh, scenarios. So it's just like that seems like a huge advantage on your guys' side. Well, here I, – obviously I don't know anything about the X's and O's really. I, I mean especially on defense. Like when I'm playing Madden, I just go for like whatever bubbles look right. But – I definitely have heard enough about Steve Spagnuolo to to know that his MO is 
just rush him from anywhere. Be random. Go crazy. Do it. Do it from the left. Then do it from the right. Then do it twice from the right. Then once from the middle. And you know, just whatever. He's just he'll throw shit at the wall. He's like he's like a baby with the controller in his hand. And Tom Brady is a robot. He believes in structure and order and ones and zeros. And Steve Spagnola's randomness throws a wrench in all that. So he's the perfect D coordinator for this. I agree. Uh, I think the Chiefs, look, we haven't had a blowout Super Bowl in a while. And I really, and it's hard to call that because Brady's never been blown out in a, in a big game. As far as I can remember, he's always right there. But um, <clears throat> I could see a blowout in this one. Look, we're going to talk more about the matchup and get kind of more into the game itself next week in next week's Super Bowl preview. Uh, so now let's just uh, open the mailroom door and see what we have waiting for us. You've got mail. Jamel, you have some packages that I see that you're playing around with. You're struggling with the box. Uh, yeah. Uh, whoa, we're getting international. Um, this letter comes to us from Raul Castro, all the way from Cuba. Uh, hello. Raul. Hello. Uh, thank you for reading my letter. I am a huge fan of your program. I am writing into your show today to suggest to the National Football League and the American government to move the Super Bowl to Cuba. It's not too late. Our doors are open. And people don't know this, Roger Goodell and my brother Fidel did have a relationship for many years. Here's a letter that Fidel wrote to Roger some time ago. Mr. Roger Goodell, my good friend Roger, I don't know very English, but I know as much as right to you. I like to hear the radio. I am very happy because in it, I heard that you will be president for a new year. I am 12 years old. I am a boy, <laughs> but I think very much, but I do not think that I am writing to the president of the National Football League. If you like, give me a $10 bill, Green American, in the letter, because never, I have not seen a $10 bill's Green American. I would like to have one of them. My address is Senor Fidel Castro, Colegio de Dolores, Santiago de Cuba. Wow. Wow. Tampa Bay Pigs. That was like an Inception type letter. That was a letter within a letter. <laughs> it just and happened. It might be a palindrome too. I just saw Tenant. I feel like I have to watch it. I feel like we have to read this letter nine more times to figure out what's going on. Okay. Uh, let me see. What do we got here? We got, this is just a letter. It says to please read this in a sassy Yaz Queen style voice. Uh, okay, I'm not going to do that, but I will read the letter. It says, Boo, do it. <laughs> it says, Hey, y'all. It's everybody's favorite strapping young swashbuckler from the side of the old Buccaneers helmet. That's right. It's me, Bucko Bruce. Well, more like Bunko Bruce, since that's all I've been doing since they removed me from the side of the helmet. Do you think they replaced me because I have an earring and long, beautiful, flowing hair and a feather in my cap? Just because I'm winking at you doesn't mean I'm gay. If you have to know, I'm actually trans. 
And that skeleton that's now on the side of the helmet is a dude that I fucked to death in 1992. Anyhow, I think I should be allowed to perform with The weekend at halftime. Do you guys agree? Toodles, signed Bucko Bruce. P.S. I would tell you how the dude on the Raiders helmet got his eye patch, but I'll just let you ask him. Was there a question in there? <laughs> I think uh, he wants to know if he should be able to perform with the weekend at halftime. <laughs> Not if he's going to jizz in his eye or whatever he's implying. Guys, look, Bucko Bruce is an unsung figure in the Super Bowl, as in he's a former logo that just has been scrubbed from the team. Now that they've returned to glory in the games in Tampa Bay, we got to get some Bucko Bruce reintroduced into the mainstream. And, uh, you know, I, maybe there's some good reason why why he's gone. But <laughs> Is there I, – I miss Bucko Bruce too, but was there any reason they were wearing orange in the first place? The like creamsicle? Why, why would – why were they out there in those orange jerseys? Because Bucko Bruce was also the costume designer. Dude, th- you have a gay pirate in charge of yeah. a football team. What do you think is going to happen? He's he a likes trans pirate color. who likes men. Okay. He is trans. Excuse me. He's trans and he's bi, Dan. It's different. Yeah. His, yeah. His, his pronouns are they and them. I just They jizzed in the Raiders logo eye. Also... Just calling yourself Bucko. I looked at some of the history of this too. Uh, this became the fans gave him this nickname. He actually started with a different name, and the fans anointed him Bucko Bruce. Just curious all around. Just strange, strange days. Uh, I just wanted to get a look at Bucko Bruce real quick on the internet while we're talking, and I came across an article from Out Sports. Dot com the three right, gayest man. logos in NFL history. Here we yes. go. Yes. So I mean, obviously, Bucko Bruce took home the gold, but would you know that Pat Patriot, the old Patriot, given the you know he's in the full revolutionary regalia, hiking yeah, ball stance. Yeah, he's just waiting for Bucko Bruce to show up. And he, yeah, it's his three point stance. Legs way too wide. That is not how, about, how you hike a football. How about that little twink elf that the Browns roll out sometimes? Oh, Brownie the elf. He's like a. He's an elder. He's like John Waters, bro. Yeah, I. I don't know about that. I don't think he's gay. I think he's a real pussy hound. He's not on this list anyway. The, okay. the list is this: the roughneck oiler guy from the '60s who I've never. I guess his name yeah. is Roughneck. Yeah, that's. I so mean, there you go. Pretty gay name. I've always thought the uh, the Vikings guy was, uh, you know, a bit the bear of the NFL. Nah, nah, nah. He's on some like, he's on some like hyper Christian. Yeah, he's in the closet. <laughs> with, he's in the closet with his. Uh, Danny, do you got a letter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I li- I also like the idea that there's like a bear mascot, and it's not the Bears mascot. Is that bear also a bear? Food no. But maybe, yeah. All right, here we go. Bottom of the bag, deep bottom. Uh, Hey, guys, love the show. It's me, Aaron Rodgers. I'm writing to make a bold, shocking announcement right here on Sorry We Love Football. And that announcement is, I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) 
In fact, I'm so not happy, I'm thinking about maybe doing something possibly different next season. Oh, but you can't, Aaron, you all say. The NFL won't be the same after you do the thing you're thinking about doing. Well, tough, because I'm mad about losing yet another championship game, and it is everyone's fault but mine. Someone needs to be punished for denying me the greatness I deserve, and when I figure out exactly who that is, they aren't going to have old Aaron Rodgers to kick around anymore. They'll beg and plead, but I'll be gone, or possibly even dead. That's right, what would happen if I died? All of you would be so sad. So anyway, that's what I came here to say. R.I.P. to Aaron Rodgers, and I'll see you next season in Green Bay. Signed, Aaron Rodgers. Drama queen. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Maybe, maybe there is an additional side theory to why he keeps coming up short. Maybe he's he's mentally stunted for some reason. Maybe there's something blocking him internally. Oh, like his repressed thoughts? Yeah, maybe he's repressing mm. some feelings. All right, final thoughts this week. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Final thought, I think I said it earlier, but this is our first weekend without football since August. There's only one game left this season. Uh, savor it. I don't know. Just go do something else this weekend. You know, kiss your baby. Buy your wife some flowers, write a poem. Just use that time in a constructive, nice, meaningful way. Jamal, you got a final thought? You're not going to watch the uh, Pro Bowl celebration, my boy? Uh, My final thought, uh, a quick retraction from last week. I I made a reference to an episode of Fresh Prince, uh, the final season of Fresh Prince. And I said the Helmsleys show up. It was the Jeffersons. Sherman Helmsley, the real person, showed up with his fictional wife, Wheezy Jefferson. It was the Jeffersons. I felt terrible ever since. Also, uh, nobody's going to mention Byron Leftwich. <laughs> That's your not, job. Yeah, not, you got to do a, that. I have to do that? That's yeah. my job. I have to. What are you talking about? He's the DC dude. Why else do we care? We're not mentioning the other <sighs> offensive coordinators. I just, I felt myself getting sick to my fucking stomach. We're talking about Tom Brady and, and everything he's responsible for. And then you're giving Steve Spagnolo credit for anything? <laughs> it's fair. Get the I'll... hell out of here. Come on, man. This is an amazing story. A dude he beat in the playoffs is now calling his plays and everybody just thinks Tom does whatever he wants. Tom called all them picks himself. If he had listened to Byron, maybe he wouldn't have looked like some shit in the second half of that game. Good. You bring in that two thousands Jags team energy to the Tampa Bay. One of my favorites. I love it. But he got gararded. He did. Danny final, final thoughts. Uh, final thought we talked to, I think we actually discussed this, Dan, you, you mentioned at the top of last week's show, also call back to last week's show about Amanda Gorman and her beautiful poem at the beginning of the inauguration or at the end, uh, during the inauguration, she has been assigned now to write a poem that she will recite prior to the Super Bowl. And I just want to say 
She's awesome. That poem rocked. I'm a little worried. (laughs) I'm not sure this is the audience for an Amanda Gorman jam. She's, again, great. The NFL and its fanhood, not as great. It kind of feels like the time that I did stand-up at a policeman's ball in Indiana. I started with material, and things devolved pretty quickly. Uh, I ended up having to accuse one of the lieutenants under the chief of fucking the chief's wife in order to get a cheap laugh, and it worked. And it got me out of there in one piece, but they fucking hated me for the first half hour of that gig, All I'm saying is, if you're a poet, I'm not sure if you have the ability to riff or improvise at all during your set, if that's what they call it, but definitely have some off-the-cuff shit for the side in case the poem doesn't go over with the NFL fan base. That's all I'm saying, Amanda. Protect yourself. They do have open mics, so. That's true. (laughs) Slams. But I will say, uh, Amanda, I'm sorry that for what our kind is about to do to you in our, by our kind of football fans. So I'm sorry for that. Very sorry. Don't check the internet. Um, sorry. I love poetry. <laughs>